Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Seasons, greetings, everybody. Welcome to Ask Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada, the engineer, with me, Mr. Lady Ada, broadcasting from downtown Manhattan. That's where the Adafruit factory is. We do our manufacturing and videoing and kidding and blogging and coding and Christmas tree decorating. Well, we don't all sorts tree, of things. All sorts of stuff. Okay, well, we've got an exciting show for you tonight. One hour's worth of products and videos double up because last week was Thanksgiving. Yeah, last week we yeah, had Show and Tell, JP hosted it. And then uh, we couldn't do Ask an Engineer, but we said we'd be back this week. So we are back this week with a bunch of stuff to show and share. Double the goodies. It's like a double stuff Oreo. Mm, delicious. Tell them the code and then tell them what's on site Chanel. All right. Chanel, show. <laughs> the code is Tapto. Um, it's for a cap touch product that we have. It works on anything that's in stock, except for, of course, gift certificates or things that aren't in stock. So use the code before 11.59 p.m. Eastern tonight. We'll talk about some of our live shows, including Show & Tell, which we just did. Do a little bit of a recap from the desk of Lady Ada, including the great search. We have JP's product pick of the week highlight. You probably just saw JP's little video that we have from some Lego light-up stuff. Have some Advanced manufacturing, New York City factory footage. We have double the 3D printing videos and speed ups this week. We have INMPI, brought to you by DigiKey this week. It's analog devices. We got some top secret. We got some new products. We're going to answer your questions. We do that on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord, where you can put your questions in throughout the show. Uh, we answer them real time. We also um, storm up, get to them at the end as well. We're going to have some more about our discounts, some news, all sorts of fun stuff, all that and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. Yay! Okay, uh, first up, don't forget the code is Kepto, Lady Ada, there's free stuff, what do people get? Okay, we still have our freebies going on when you order from the Adafruit shop. If you order $99 or more, you'll get this beautiful uh, coaster made from two millimeter thick PCB material with gold edging and Adafruit logo and some bumpers to keep it uh from there's a few things we put on our uh, our logo on that's swag that's right we don't say swag we, this is we like to keep the logo on pcbs primarily so this is a hack to do that yes uh it's true it's like it's on something we made so there you go um we're also giving away the kb2040 still a lovely pro micro pinout compatible microcontroller with the rp2040 chip on there it's got uh, 200 plus K of RAM. It's got eight megabytes of flash. It's got two buttons, stomach QT port. Uh, it's designed for use with keyboard projects, but you can use it with just about anything. Uh, it runs CircuitPython and Arduino and MicroPython wonderfully. $199 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. It's brown, it's insured, it's unionized, it's UPS ground. We love it. It's a great way to ship stuff. That's trustworthy and then 299 or more we are still giving away our circuit playground express all-in-one dev board based on the rp20 sorry samd21 uh it can run circuit python arduino code.org cs discoveries micropython code uh make code it's got buttons and sensors and leds and pads that you can use alligator clips with so you don't even need to solder you can learn how to code and make electronics immediately all right, and because we just finished up our sales, if you're looking for gifts and you're going to run out of time soon, don't forget we always have Adafruit gift certificates. You can check that out on adafruit.com slash gift certificates, or you could just search on the search bar. Um, let's kick it off with um, some uh, 
news about our live shows. So we are back this week. Last week with JP, we did the show and tell this week. Um, this week on the show and tell, Keith stopped by with this really cool project that he made for his young engineer. Um, it was a DIY music player using Raspberry Pi. Like a cutie pie and had yeah, like buttons and LEDs. It was like kind of cool. Yeah, one of the neat things that you can do. Funky. Yeah, and one of the things we, we like to see um, folks do with our electronics and code, because all open source is kind of build up to things like, oh, here's like something that lights up, and then here's something that's a keyboard, and then here's something that's a music player, and then here's something that's a touchscreen, and then here's something that's kind of like the, your own computer that you built. So you can kind of go along and, you know, for, for through your electronics journey as you acquire more skills and do this. Music players are particularly nice to make because um, it's not like it used to be. So if you like music, it's almost impossible just to put 10 songs in a folder and drag them over and then listen to them. It's all connected to a cloud, or it's like Spotify, yeah. it's all, it's Apple Music, it's like all these different things, and you're using your phone or whatever, but what if you just want a music player? And this is kind of neat. So this is, and it was the, the name of the project is Run Girl. The, the Jet really Player, cool. we yeah. have a couple you know, DIY and P3 player projects. Yeah. So if you're interested in making your own music player, also, if you think about it, like how do you train the next generation of engineers who's going to do like product design? Like, okay, like everything, yeah. you know, everything plays music, everything, you know, is a screen, everything has a battery. So how do you, how do you, you know, do all this stuff? You can't just say, like, we'll put an iPad in there. Um, so that's kind of neat. So you can kind of work your way up and there's like Raspberry Pi stuff you can do. If you learn Python, you can do it on just about anything. Code still works everywhere. Um, and speaking of music, Liz stopped by with um, all these synth stuff. Um, so if you want to see uh liz's handiwork yeah with the latest synth the latest what would you call this some modular yeah yeah so there's an entire world of that yeah i i'm i don't have time for that yeah so if you want to check that out use circuit python more um blinky yeah no he made a really nice clock that is um i think it's one of the nicest like 3d printed enclosures we're going to show this video later on in the show um the uh clock has earth time has mars time and then we were talking about like you could do something like interstellar time where it's like here's what it is on it's just this beautiful yeah it's like yeah. round it's perfect it's it's design. very appealing to like look at the, and you could do like a moon face clock it's really neat uh jp showed some lights for legos he had this razor crest you know lego propped from star wars but also um i noticed that uh you can use little led neopixel lights like we were showing in the beginning uh for your lego models but also the ILM people actually use Adafruit stuff. They use NeoPixel rings. Yeah. Kind of cool. Um, and then Brent stopped by and showed um, the Whippersnapper no-code, low-code solution that uses this cool IKEA air sensor. Is it also a guide? We'll talk it's about also it. a guide. Yeah. We'll show it off soon. Um, but it really showcased, like, you know, one of the hard things about showing Whippersnapper is it's so easy. It's like, okay, you plug it in, and now it's online, and now it's doing stuff. The end. Um, but if you also want to, you know, really dig into the the, the code, um, this project's a remix that Brent sh showed, uh, that Liz did, so you'd be able to do that as well. But it's really neat. It's like it's it's only a few seconds, and like my joke is, because we got this feedback, it's like, oh, you guys are making it too easy for IoT projects, as, as if there's enough IoT projects and there's a, you know enough um out there that people can do because a lot of folks just want to kind of put this stuff together like i just want to get an alert when my basement is flooding that's it that's all i want yeah or i just want to uh know when the air quality is going to change i don't want to like 
commit my next four years into learning computer science yet. Yeah. So it's just a way to get you going. So anyways, um, we'll be doing show and tell next week. Uh, and once again, thank you, JP, for showing up and sharing last week. Okay, we do Desk Completed. We do that every single Sunday. It's in two parts. What was the uh, part one this week? I just have a bunch of prototypes. I got this, uh, you know, this grow feather wing. I got some samples of LED strip. Um, I got a, a capacitive touch feather wing. So I just showed up a couple demos, these cool square switches. Uh, squishes, square squishes, and then we do the great search where ladies are power of engineering help you find the things on digikey.com. Um, you know, what was funny, uh, this week, um, I get an alert when Adafruit's on uh, a different comment site. This one was Hacker News, and someone was talking about their first like electronics and PCB project, and they're like, I couldn't use the digikey site until I started watching the great search with Lamore because I just didn't know how to use all the pieces of the, the website because it's like it searched for millions of parts. Damn so um, this week, what did you help people find? Somebody was showing off um, genuine versus not so genuine hacko tips. And uh, it's a great tip to use official tips. Even if you're using a soldering iron that is using compatible, you know, that it's like, oh, it'll use compatible tips. Um, it's best to get genuine ones because the build quality really um, will differ. And if you cheap out, um, the soldering tips will oxidize and get uh, crispy and they won't work. They won't um, be able to conduct heat. And you will be so sad because you won't be able to be like, why is that my solder not melting? Even though it's heated up, it's because it's oxidized and you're not um, you're not able to get through the um, the crusty carbon layer. So um, I showed off some different tip styles that you might want to check out. Um, uh, different, um, uh, you know, what what whether you want wide bar hoof screwdriver or pointy tip um and pros and cons of using all those different sizes and they're yeah. all stuck to digi so definitely like pick up one of each you know before you need it because having the right tool makes a big difference and you know great searches powered by a lot of requests that are out there that one was on x formerly known as twitter you can tag us on just about any social media platform you can email me pt at you can put in a youtube comment whatever you want to do if you're looking to use um DigiKey search in the best way possible. Um, this person spends a lot of time in there. I do. That's what we do. We should use it. Okay. Um, JP's product pick of the week is our weekly discount automatically applied segment that JP goes over and you put it in your cart and you don't even have to type a discount code. Here's this week's highlight. It is the HUSB 238 USB-C power delivery breakout. When I plug in the HUSB 238, uh, it is now giving me 20 volts. Uh, so I'm gonna give it 20, or this 19.6 here, by plugging in the other end of one of those little pigtails there, and you'll see all of my little wireless LEDs lighting up. Uh, and so this one here has the nine volt uh, jumper set there. Now is gonna provide us with nine to my power input for the little uh, flying faders here. You can see they are now moving around under the power of this power brick that's supplying nine volts. It is the HUSB 238 power delivery breakout. And don't forget JP's workshop. 
is tomorrow and then friday there is deep dive with tim where you can get into all the innards of circuit python on more if you're interested in qualia look at the latest deep dive uh tim did an excellent job uh talking about all the things that you can do with our qualia displays in circuit python so do check it out speaking of it's python on hardware time that's the song okay um, two weeks worth. Yeah, well, two weeks sort of. I mean, you can, Ish. Yeah, you can get our newsletter. Um, we have, um, I think, the most popular, whatever, if there's a way to do that. I want to say it's the most popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's thousands and thousands of people who subscribe to the Adafruit Daily Python on Hardware newsletter. We don't track. We don't do metrics. We don't do anything. You can subscribe, unsubscribe anytime. It's on a separate website, adafruitdaily.com, because we don't even want it to be associated with your shopping experience at all. It's not Substack. Because we all know what happens when you go to a website and you buy something, they spam you forever. We don't, but we do want to do newsletters and more. So we've made a separate website called it for daily. And that's where we have multitudes of newsletters, including this one. So um, first up, we have some stories, uh, some news in the world. This is kind of good news for everybody who's been paying attention to this. Um, the Raspberry Pi Compute Module 4s are coming back into the retail channels if you've been waiting. They're out. They're happening. It's yep. slowly but surely, just like all we of this. Pi fours are all completely in stock. Yeah. If you want to Raspberry Pi four, you can get one. Yeah, right we now changed the limit too, so you can get more than just one Pi four right now. So we do have those. Um, you can check out the benchmarks for the Raspberry Pi five. Talking to an oscilloscope with Python. Um, this is interesting. You know, while we were on break for one week, uh, OpenAI uh, collapsed and then came back, and Lamore had done an article interview like with IEEE Spectrum. And um, it was uh, kind of interesting because there's a lot of stuff going on right now with, with OpenAI and how these models are trained and everything. But uh, just to summarize, ChatGPT style, um, ChatGPT, it appears it was trained on Lemoore's code so much that it's a very good coding companion for her. So when she's writing Arduino libraries or certain bits of code, the code that's outputting for that types of stuff looks like her code because it was probably trained on her code. And we're actually fine with that. Um, when we use ChatGPT, we'll put it in either the README, we'll put it everywhere that we say, we hey, we use this. And then we put the link to the actual ChatGPT session so you can see that. No one else is doing that. That's fine. Um, we think that's good because this is changing. Um, every day, people are using these tools for more. Um, we think this is a good use because it's Lemoore's code and then it's popping out um, code, more of her code companion. And if you're wondering, hey, what do we think about you doing this? Yeah, do it. Because we do it. Lady 8 is not going to be able to be a one on one code coach for you. But with this, maybe she can in some way. So, anyways, there's an interview with her and you can see um, they made a nice graphic too. Um, nice yeah, they did a good job. I triple A, that's, that's, that's the deal. So, anyways. Um, and that being said, um, I wanted to go to Playgrounds and have you talk about this project. So Playground is our new... Oh, wait, can you scroll down? Oh, it's yeah. It's in the newsletter. We, we highlight it. Yeah. We highlight projects in newsletters, by the way. So if, oh, yeah. If you want your newsletter highlighted, yeah. putting oh. it on Playground is a great way to do it. One last thing I should mention, Hackspace Magazine is out. There's a bunch of Python projects, Python hardware projects, obviously. And then if you want, you can go to um, playground.adafruit.com. And check out, or just go to our learn system, learn.adafruit.com, and check out Playground. Because on Playground, there's all these guides that you and the community can do, and then we put it in our newsletter. So it's a full circle of things. Yes. So um, it's an ecology. Yeah. So you want to talk about this one? Yeah. DJ Delty um, did a project. He showed it off on um, Show and Tell a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, that's a cool idea. So there's a lot of people who play like truck simulators. 
Um, and they're, you know, you want to use a microphone. Well, so they use a headset, but they're like playing with other people um, to like pretend like they're on a CB radio. But he's like, wouldn't it be cool if it actually you could use a CB radio? And so um, this is a project showing how to turn a, a CB radio into like a, you know, you click it to mute and unmute, and then you can use the microphone inside as a mic. Um, and so it's a, it's a bit of a build, but I guess he really likes playing this game. And so this is a, a really neat hack showing how to take existing hardware. Like, I don't even know. I mean, I'm assuming it must be very easy to get CB radios are probably not super popular, um, anymore since everyone's got, uh, you know, telegram and WhatsApp and phones. Um, but you can make cool props for yeah, uh, your video colors. games. So I just thought this was neat and a great use of CircuitPython because it's really easy and it's accessible. And um, you, you know, shove some wires into the CB radio thing and you put it in a nice case and it works great. And there's been a lot of CircuitPython projects published on Playground. So uh, check out the featured um, projects. Um, you have this Wi-Fi matrix. Oh, wait, can you go back to the Playground? Yeah. yeah, lots of lots of lots of lots of projects. So check it out. Lots of circuit Python in particular. It's a good place to post up your yeah. Python hardware. And you know, in the past, one of the things that we were asked is, "Hey, I have a cool circuit Python project. Can I uh, publish it on Learn?" And now we have Playground, which is exactly that. It's the same authoring tool, and you can put it there. Then we see it. We feature it on the blog. We feature it on the newsletter. More people contribute to your project. And uh, we're keeping this ad-free, tracking-free. It's just for you to use, and um, no strings attached. It's just to help you document your project somewhere. There's lots of places you can do it online, but you need accounts to view like the whole thing. Um, sites kind of hide the content behind a sign-up. I get that. That's our that's our model. We don't have the model. We just we make hardware, open-source hardware, and then we do this as a community service for everyone. So do check it out and. Uh, a guide up okay we do this every single week it's delivered to your inbox it is adafruitdaily.com okay let's uh go to some um let's take a little bit of a break let's go to some uh factory footage and then we'll bounce back to some uh guides okay. Factory footage. Okay, let's go do some open source hardware news. Um, I have not checked recently, um, but uh, I believe right now we are up to 712 published open hardware designs according to the OSHA certification. Yeah, um, it's of, over 700 for it sure. It is. Out of 2,600 of the 
certified designs. We have 712 um, quarter. actions speak louder than words. When someone says open or a company says open, um, they can say it, but um, this is one way to do it for sure. So we're pretty proud of that. We have thousands of guides. This is where we put them up at learn.adafruit.com. Uh, what are the guides on the big board this week? Glad you asked. Okay, kicking it. We started with an update. Oh, do you want to like maybe hide me so we can see the behind? Yeah, hide us. Okay, we've got uh, top left qualia guide got updated now handles um, backlight uh, management and um, hold another Arduino example. Uh, JP did this beautiful Lego set lighting using um are wired leds a lot of people build lego kits for the holidays or they get lego kits um, and you want to light them up and you can buy expensive light up kits or you can diy it just grab the wire leds from us and then solder them um to an aw9523 pwm driver for constant current uh pwm lighting or you can um just wire them directly to a coin cell if you just want uh, just solid light and so jp has a couple different examples on how to do that. Um, we've got this excellent Qualia S3 space clock. So we've got those gigantic four inch diagonal um, displays that uh, you can now control from CircuitPython. Um, so Liz and Noe and Pedro collaborated on making a desktop clock that can go between Earth mode or Mars mode. So if you want to track your time in Mars souls, um, not soul as in like the soul of your feet or like the spiritual essence of humanity, but um, <laughs> SOL, like the sun. Uh, so check that out. It's a really beautiful print. And we've also published the S3 Flight Proximity Tracker by Trevor. This guide um, is neat because it you it will geolocate where you are based on IP address. And then you tell it which way you're facing and it will tell you when flights come by, where are they from and to. And I'll show you the logo. So you can be like, oh, there's like a Delta flight flying into New York City, or if it's flying over you, it's going to some other city. So if you, you look up in the sky and you're like, hey, there's a plane. And where is it? coming going to yeah now you know. one of the examples that people are probably familiar with from the viral social media meme or video that they've seen somewhere is the sphere in vegas um it'll look up at the planes as it's going by and it's the same thing so it's getting it's not actually looking at the planes it's getting the data yeah and the um eyeballs and like you know the, the cool you know like emoji character like thing that's there will look up and and see the planes go by. So that's kind of cool. Um, so you can make one of those on your own. Yeah. So we'll um, have some more guides during the week. Don't forget, um, Playground is one of the things that you can um, use right now. You can go to uh, Playground right from Adafruit, and you can see all the guides yourself. Um, the chat was asking, is there a search for it? We're adding uh, search, but it's now we love google to index and all the search engines so you as of like this week yeah started so, real slow. so you could just use whatever search engine and probably just put the the you know there's the little trick that you use to put there um because they do a really good job um but of course this will be all slurped up into the the search system as well but do take a look at and look at the featured notes and more and that is our source hardware news and more for the week stop by next week okay Let's do some 3D printing videos. Okay, so we're going to play these back to back to back to back. So we will be doing the quality display, the space clock, the speed ups, and more. We'll see you on the other side. You can power RGB TFT displays with the Adafruit Qualia ESP32-S3. 
Featuring a built-in RGB display peripheral, this ESP32 dev board comes with 16 megabytes of flash for buffering large images, animations, or even video. It can power a big 4-inch 720x720 round display for making projects with a unique shape. Included are pins for a capacitive touch overlay so you can have touch control with supported displays. Two built-in side buttons can be used for user input such as interfacing with the display's brightness or cycling between modes. CircuitPython support makes it easy to write software using the Display I.O. library. DemoCode is available for initializing various display sizes so you can quickly get up and running. The product guide features documentation for getting started with both Arduino and CircuitPython. You can set constant current for the backlight control circuit using the onboard jumpers. You'll want to reference your display's datasheet for getting the correct voltage. We designed and 3D printed a case for this 4-inch display in an all-in-one SnapFit enclosure. Translucent PLA lets you see the Qualia ESP32 S3 dev board, reminiscent of gadgets from the 1990s. We also designed a SnapFit case for this 4-inch 480x480 square display. This features 3D printed buttons using flexible TPU filament for easy button actuation. A built-in recess section allows for easy access to the buttons and the USB-C port. We think the Adafruit Qualia ESP32 S3 is the best IoT dev board for exploring these RGB displays and hope they inspire you to create new projects. You can build a retro-inspired clock using Adafruit's Qualia S3 and a 4-inch round display. This project lets you switch between your local Earth time and Mars time displayed as a classic analog clock. A 4-inch 720x720 round display makes for a space-age themed clock housed in a SnapFit 3D printed enclosure. Powered by the Adafruit Qualia ESP32 S3, this dev board features an RGB TTL interface for TFT displays. It's got the ESP32-S3 with 16 megabytes of flash, 8 megabytes of PS RAM, STEMA ports, two user buttons, and backlight control. An arcade button is mounted to the back of the spherical orb and it lets you switch between local time and Mars time. The display is nestled inside the orb and it swivels back and forth, allowing for the best viewing angle. The latest version of CircuitPython adds support for the Qualia S3 and DisplayIO library for the 4-inch round display. The code uses bitmap images of Mars and Earth, while the numbers, hour, and minute hands are drawn using vector I.O. shapes. The images, fonts, and graphics are all customizable, so you can stylize it to match your preference. The enclosure is designed to be 3D printed and snap fits together. A 40-pin FPC extension board and ribbon cable connect the 4-inch round display to the Quali S3 that's secured to the cover on the bottom of the base. We hope this inspires you to check out these 4-inch round displays in Adafruit's Qualia ESP32 S3 for your next IoT project.
that is 3D printing for the week. Don't forget, Capto is a code. We're going to jump right in to some Iron MPI. Iron MPI. Hi, I'm brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit. Thank you, DigiKey. This week is Analog Devices. Lady Ada, what is the new exciting thing coming out of Analog Devices this week? Okay, this week from ADI, which bought Maxim, which bought Trinamic, is the new Trinamic 50, TMC 5240. Um, this is a, yet another of, in the family of Trinamic stepper motor drivers, um, kind of famous for their silent um, steppers that use... Um, you know, very high quality uh, motor control to enable uh, very fast and but very quiet motor control. Um, and this one is kind of neat because it does even more. In fact, I was looking at this and I was like, wow, this actually kind of replaces almost all the stepper motor control code I've, I've ever had to write or have used in my life. Um, so it's up to 36, it's like, you know, five to 36 volt up to two amp, um, you know, per, uh, leg uh, uh, bipolar stepper motor controller uh, but it also has a lot of built-in capabilities such as um you know motion control uh, of course it can do stepper control it has encoder um reading capability it's got um you know motion planning um you can have uart or spi control rather than uh, most of these stepper drivers before you've used gpio this one uses spi or uh, uart um, up to 256 micro steps per step, a reconfigurable stepper, uh, micro stepping sine wave table. If you, you know, want to change it from being default sign, um, I'm trying to think what else is in there and well, we'll go through it all, but, um, very powerful kind of does it all step motor controller. So this is the kind of thing it's going to step, uh, sorry, it's going to control, uh, chunky stepper motors. Um, they can go up to two amps, 36 volts. This happens to be like, I think, you know, 200 milliamps, 12 volts. So this is a smaller stepper motor, but, you know, basically, um, you know, any motion control that has an XY gantry, you know, normally you would use, you could use like a full H bridge, like we do on our, you know, here is our motor feather wing. And what we do with the motor feather wing is we actually PWM the individual um, ABCD pins, all four pins, to create smooth motion. So you can do single stepping where you can go like one step at a time, chunk, chunk, chunk. Um, that's definitely the easiest. It's the fastest to implement, but you don't get really good resolution. Uh, and it's kind of loud because the stepper motor doesn't move smoothly between each step. It kind of like, you know, rockets to the, the step and then kind of oscillates a little bit. Um, so if you want smooth control, you want to like slowly micro step up and down um, from the two points that you want to travel between. A lot of people uh, who are in the maker community or even engineers, they'll have you know a 3D printer. 3D printers are really popular. Um, home example of something that has an XY gantry. So there's going to be a stepper motor that controls the head and that goes back and forth. This is just a, you know a random 3D printer that we've sold. Um, the XY goes back and forth and you want to move smooth, you want it to move quickly, but also smoothly because you don't want a loud and jittery print. Um, and you also want a fast print and the faster you can move the head, the faster your 3D print will complete. Okay. So, um, like I said, you know, when you, this is from ADI's tutorials on stepping and micro stepping, you can. You know, most stepper motors are about 200 steps per rotation, and you could just step one per 
you know, you, you, you toggle the A and B and C and D pins and uh, with a motor controller and you can just step one, two, three, four, five, 200 times for rotation. Um, but you're not going to get very good resolution. Of course, it's going to be very loud. So the best thing to do is to use micro-stepping where you slowly PWM the motor driver to um, smoothly move between the steps rather than just going like chunk, chunk, chunk between each step. The bad news is anyone who's ever used micro-stepping knows is that the frequency you micro-step at is going to resonate through the motor and through the coils and you're going to get like a really annoying squeaking, squealing sound. Um, and what Trinamic is kind of famous for is they have learned how to adapt the stepper um, PWM and like the frequency and I don't know, it's like the magic um, it's called silence, you know, sil step silent or whatever that basically makes it like super quiet, but you still get all of that power and smooth motion. So um, if you do want to have a finished product that has stepper motor control, but you don't want it to be squeaky, uh, you're probably using a trinamic stepper motor controller already. Um, this is kind of the overall uh, uh, block diagram for it. So um, the micro step sequencer is again, something that they've had in, in previous motor controllers. The thing that's new here, I think, is the motion controller with ramping. So when you're not only are you having to micro step between each step, but you also want to slowly speed up the motor and then move very quickly and then slowly um, slow it down or you, you decelerate because you want to go between two points accurately. So you don't want to like go over the distance you want, you know, you don't, you can't go backwards. You want to like slowly speed up so you don't jerk the um, motor, which will cause noise and, and vibration. And then when you're getting close to where you're about to end up, you want to, you know, put the brakes down uh, and slowly end up exactly at the spot you want to end at. And normally you would have to do that with a very complicated motion controller that would be programmed in your microcontroller or microcomputer. And especially if you have more than one stepper, this becomes very complicated to program because you're having to like constantly track multiple linear algorithms and you know the X and Y and Z are not necessarily going to the same speed and the same distance. Uh, it's a lot of work. So what's nice about this motor is it does that all for you. You tell it how many steps you want to go to and you set up the ramp up you know attack decay release whatever and it will um do that whole for the whole motion for you and let you know when it's done you can communicate it with um uart or spi and we'll go through it so you get multiple motors uh there's also an encoder unit i mentioned uh interrupts um and there's also um some neat stall detection as well a lot of uh Yes, yeah, so this is sorry. This is stuff I was talking about with the eight-point uh, motion controller. Um, so stealth chop is what makes it quiet. Uh, spread cycle, I think, is just you know kind of what makes it um, reduce current um, and be precise as it goes from the beginning of the step to the end of the step. Stall guard is what lets it detect the back EMF, so you know when it's stalled, which is really valuable because you might have um, end switches on your XY gantry, but for stuff those can fail. Or maybe you want to have some, you know, uh, there could be something in the way of um, your motors that's stopping it from moving. Oh, you know, heaven forbid it bumps into a person or bumps into the uh, something it's machining. You can detect that and immediately stop it. Um, and then cool step keeps your motors nice and cool because they do overheat. 
Um, okay, so this is the diagram. It only does one motor, of course, but you can connect multiple motors. There's two uh, pin configurations, the TSOP and the QFN. QFN is smaller, but uh, if you go to the next page, the uh, TSOP has better uh, thermal resistance. Um, and of course, it's going to be a little bit bigger. Um, you know, you'd want to have the center pad go to your, your, your through a four-layer four board, maybe have two-ounce copper, and then behind it or above it, you're going to have a heat sink that might be necessary. Um, SPI, so I think the previous step on boater drivers that I've seen from them, they had UART or individual pin control. These now have SPI interface, which is kind of nice because it means you can control pretty much any number of motors you want, and each one will just have a unique uh, chip select. And of course, SPI is very, very fast. Um, so you can write and read from the register map. There's you know a huge number of registers you can access. I won't go through all of them. There's also UART single wire, which is kind of interesting. I guess this is for back compatibility with this um you would have all the motors share a single uart but you can set the node address and the node address is set i think if you go to the next page um you can set the node address with a couple different pins there's three pins that you can yeah configure and then you have like node zero through seven and then if you need more, apparently there's a way to configure it so you can use like up to 255 motors. But this way they all, I guess they chain one wire and they share one wire. So I guess if you want to use UART, uh, maybe some um, existing motor controllers that are set up to do UART mode, you know, for back compatibility. Honestly, I would use SPI. It's going to be a lot faster, um, but you do need more wires. Um, what Trinamic is known for, again, silent. Uh, stealth chopping. So they say absolutely no noise whatsoever with these motors. Um, you know, you're, the only motor, the only uh, only noise you're going to hear is from the ball bearings. And the ramp generator, again, I think this is kind of the most interesting thing because, you know, instead of you having to manually deal with, okay, slowly speed up the motor through like the A1 phase and then the interrupt goes off. Okay, remember to change the controllers to drive the stepper motor even faster. Okay, next interrupt, go to A max, next interrupt. Um, it handles it everything for you. It um, will automatically um, decelerate if you're using too much current um, or it will track the number of steps. So you will get to the final location even if you have power dips or um, if you stall out. There is uh, support for reference switches, so mechanical stops built in, so it'll automatically stop when it hits a mechanical stop. You won't end up like bashing the motor into the side of the um, gantry. Uh, also, again, in addition to having mechanical stops, you want to detect a motor stall to, um, you know, for an emergency stop or to reduce the amount of current you're using. It can detect motor stall. There's a couple configurations I noticed on how to do this, but using the back EMF basically will say, hey, you know, we're not actually moving, we're getting more, uh, we're getting a lot of back EMF while I'm trying to step. It'll let you know and it can automatically um, deactivate the motor. And uh, encoder support as well. So if you, you know, using a stepper motor, home to um, a, a reference switch, a stop switch on the left and right side is very common. But if you're doing, you know, precision servo like motion control, you might want to have an encoder as well. There is encoder support. It will keep track of the encoder count for you um, and use that when you're telling it uh, in the motion planner, like, hey, I want you to go to this location. It will use the encoder instead of trusting what it thinks is the steps. And so if you end up slipping, 
um, the encoder will detect that and you'll uh, you'll automatically make up any lost steps. It's available as a breakout board. Uh, this is a tiny breakout board, which is not the same size as like many like uh, stepper motor driver shields. They use like a kind of like a like um like a Pololu pinout. Maybe I don't know who invented it first. Um, this is similar, but it's not exactly. But remember, you can't use the GPIO control for this. This is SPI or UART only. So you, it's not back compatible with those like step forwards direction, enable micro step GPIO control. Um, you have to send the commands over SPI. So it's a little bit more advanced. You would need to redesign your PCB if you wanted to like upgrade your um, 3D printer design with this. Available to educate. They are in stock. And there's also, I do have, oh, they're in stock. Um, they just got in. So I think like the that one that's missing, like I bought it uh, from 250. And then on the overhead, um, I did pick up also one of their eval boards. Although I didn't realize when I first picked this up that it didn't have GPIO control. And I haven't finished writing any driver code for it. But this is, um, you know, a nice eval board. What I like is it's open hardware. So you can get the... Yeah design files um these are the control pins motor uh output motor power um some nice capacitors and then this just shows you hey this is you know the size of the motor driver um on a four layer board so a nice eval board if you want to get started with this i think um if you're making a very nice uh stepper motor controlled robotic gantry system uh this is going to definitely save you a lot of time with motion planning because it does it all for you all right we got a one minute video we're gonna play it Hi, my name is Thomas Ernst. I'm with Dynamics since almost 10 years now, and now we are part of the big analog devices family. And I've got our all-time classic demo uh, with me, um, and it showcases our benefits, the benefits of our stepper drivers really well. For example, we can detect the load um, of the motor shaft from the information the motor gives us. And if we increase the load, the load angle opens up, and we can use this information to reduce the current that we drive into the motor. And this keeps the motor cool and saves uh, up to 75% energy. Our drivers are optimized for high-resolution micro-stepping, and this enables a really reliable and smooth motor run. And on top of that, we have our Stealth Shop Shopper, which makes the uh, stepper motor absolutely silent. All right, we're going to roll right into new products. Don't forget, code is Capto. Let's go. New, 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 new. Okay, we finally have some of these bar displays in um, long, thin TFT displays. Um, these are like 320-ish by 900-ish pixels. Um, they are uh, really nice bar displays that you can control with one of our Qualia boards. They just came in like at 4 p.m. today, so I have a demo. Maybe next time I'll, uh, I'll set up a demo to show you guys. But um, they are RGB TTL, so you can't control them with any Arduino. You need something that's designed for RGB 666 um display control 
but they've got lots of pixels and they're like nice long and thin it's rare to see like such thin displays they're thinner than a phone i don't like i think they would be used for like um heads-up displays some fun demos yeah well some fun demos uh sushi conveyor belts and such but um they're finally in stock so if you've been waiting for these pick them up next we've got an update for our 8x16 um led backpacks um we've been slowly redesigning all of our led backpack boards to have stem iqt board uh connectors on the back and this one has two of them so you can easily chain together multiple uh backpack boards or connect other sensors and devices um so this is the latest round in our big redesign push we've got many many redesigns so all of them will eventually have stem iqt ports right now only the red one does but we'll do the rest of the colors so Next up, also had a redesign for this um, RTD HDMI driver that's for uh, a five inch display. Um, if you go back, I'll show you what changed. What changed is it used to have a separate cable for USB. Now it has a micro USB port right on there. Uh, it's a little bit more compact. Uh, and uh, it comes like pre-programmed now. It doesn't have the various select for source it just does hdmi in automatically so you don't you don't have to worry about accidentally selecting a separate source but the biggest change is that it now has the uh, micro usb instead of a separate usb cable okay that looks great work with anything that is hdmi next up also have an update to the ultimate gps breakout it's one of our most popular boards um we're still selling this extremely popular uh gps that can Use the internal antenna or an external antenna. Um, works, you know, great with uh, Arduino, CircuitPython, Python, anything that gives you wants UART GPS data. Um, I think this one is the one that uh, also can be used for high altitude. Can do 10 hertz updates. I love that you can just use external antenna. So the new thing is it now comes with the battery um, attached on the back. So if you want to have the real time clock keep track of time even when it's depowered you no longer have to solder the battery on it comes soldered on for you very handy all right and then the start of the show besides you data our team our community everyone who purchases things from adafruit to support an open source hardware company manufacturing in the usa is yay this 3.5 inch capacitive multi-touch display uh that you can be used in spi or 8-bit mode um these are some displays that i i bought like almost 10 years ago and I forgot about them. And then we were cleaning up and I found a bin of 800 displays. And I was like, oh my goodness, I should really get these into the shop. So um, I designed a breakout board, but it's good timing because um, yeah. I've been doing so many redesigns that I've learned a lot and made this board even better. So if we go to the overhead. Uh, so one nice thing is um, it has a iSpike connector. Um, so instead of having to have a gigantic wired up demo, look at how elegant this is. I just have this cutie pie board with a um uh, i spy cutie pie bff on the back and it just plugs and plays and i have um full backlight and touch support um i'll uh i'll connect it up so it makes and it's you know i can move it around easier so this is a multi-touch display so you can actually have um it can detect multiple fingers so here i've got four it can do five but i don't have I guess it's hard to do five fingers at a time. I don't know. You can't really tell. But it can do five multi-touch. Uh, it's 320 by 480. Um, you can use SPI. Um, and it can do pretty fast SPI to the um, onboard display. Although I'll say if you want really fast updates, use the 8-bit 
input. So you'll need a lot more pins and of course a microcontroller that can handle 8-bit um, display updates, but you're running 8 bits at a time instead of 1 bit at a time. So it's like at least twice as fast, maybe four times as fast. Um, it's got capacitive multi-touch over I squared C. There's also an IRQ pin, so you can detect when a touch is detected. Uh, on the SPI port, there's the micro, you, uh, micro SD card, so you can store images if you want to display them on here. Uh, got some mounting pads, level shifting. You can use this with I squared C or SPI because it has built-in memory buffer. Even though it's got 320 by, two, 320 by 480 pixels, two bytes per pixel, you can use it with um, any microcontroller pretty much because um, the memory, the image is buffered on here. You just tell it, hey, draw red at this location and we'll draw red at that location. So, um, you know, it's it's great for use with microcontrollers, microcomputers, Raspberry Pi has support for um, this display as well. And uh, now with capacitive touch, so we have a resistive touch one and a beautiful capacitive touch one um, with nice shiny display and multi-touch support. And that's new products. New, 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 Okay, we're like okay. right on time. Yeah, we're gonna do some um, top secret. You can put your questions in Discord. We have a couple of them lined up already. Don't worry yes. about those. But uh, let's do some top secret, and then we'll bounce over to some questions. Okay, this week in Top Secret, I'm going to play two videos, and then I'm going to show one image. All right, Lady Ada, what is this? Okay, this is a cool switch. So we've carried those 808 step switches, um, and then somebody emailed us and said, hey, that company also makes these cool illuminated square switches. Which, squ square switches. Square <laughs> switch. Switches. Uh, and what's neat is you can see that they got the 12 millimeter um, pins, but then they also have two more LED pins on the side. This is so you can, it's marked negative, and this one's marked positive this is the ts series and so i have it wired up here um and when i press it it has a kind of a nice glow it's kind of a cool white um and i have it wired so the switch obviously turns it on but you can turn on the switch independent uh, the led independently i just have a little resistor here uh to current limit it and uh it's a kind of nice little switch i like the feel of it so we'll be selling these in a pack and then i think the plastic piece can come off so if you want you can even put something underneath or draw if you want to have a labeled button yeah. So it can make for like a low-cost uh, macro yeah, pad. Use a little color printer, print yeah. that stuff. It'll be cool. Nice. All right, dude, what's this? This is the 3.5-inch HX and FT uh, 480 by 320 TFT screen with capacitive touch. Um, this is one of those uh, funny stories where I, I actually bought these screens like almost 10 years ago, and I forgot about them. Uh, but it's a nice capacitive touch 3.5-inch display. And this is just the breakout. So you can use iSpy. You can use... Uh, pins for 8-bit or uh, SPI mode. And I was like, oh, well, let's make a Featherwing version of this too. So uh, this time I've got the Feather plugged in. Um, I've got a little issue here where this doesn't sit quite flat. So I'm going to fix that in the next revision. But the touch part in uh, the LED display part works great. And what's cool is you saw that this is a multi-touch. So, you know, it can detect multiple fingers at the same time uh, using the I squared C interface for the capacitive touch. So all I got to do is I got to fix this. See, this little part is bumping into the um, chip. Going to move this down, and then hopefully this will be ready to put in the in the store. All right, and then I have one more um, that I'm going to try to pull into the line. It's always dangerous. What? Dangerous. Okay, okay. What is this? This is um, an update to the 2.7 inch 
uh, e-ink shield. So we had to yeah. redesign the whole thing pretty much from scratch because the e-ink display like changed the length of the flex and then it, it comes from a different place. So I have to flip it over. And then, um, so it's got redesigned. I'm doing a lot of redesigns. I'm like 90% done. So some of the tougher ones are left over. Uh, and this is one of the ones that's been out of stock for a very long time, but hopefully I'll be able to wrap it up and uh, get this e-ink shield back in the store. All right, and that's top secret for the week. Get back in that vault. Okay, uh, just a reminder to go to Kepto. I hope you found some things to purchase tonight. Let's do the questions. We've got a bunch lined up. Um, first one was a nice comment, so I'm going to pass this along. This is on the topic of chat GPT and using your code, Lady Ada. Um, a person in the chat said, I reference Lady Ada's code all the time. It's always clear and well laid out. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Will the Adafruit Matrix Portal work as a replacement for the Adafruit Matrix Portal S3? I'm trying to make LED matrix scoreboard. In that project, no. You need to use the S3 because you need that extra memory. But here's the good news. We just got some parts in, and we will be able to get the Matrix Portal in the shop really soon. So sign up, and like hopefully by the end of this week or early next week, we'll have the Matrix Portal S3, and it sells out very fast. Okay. Um, hopefully we got enough parts this time. Question for the engineer. I'm trying to get a BrainCraft hat or voice bonnet audio to work with the Pi 5 Bookworm. Uh, the GitHub repo from LearnGuide doesn't work on the Pi 5 bookworm. Yeah, nope. Uh, how or where could I look for an alternative to install to play audio? I don't know where to look. Pi 5 is new. It's Pi, yeah, the, the Pi 5 and bookworm is new, and so um, it's not it's too good. surprising that it doesn't work yet. Um, I think you might want to open up a GitHub issue on the place where we have the script, and uh, we're, we're working on it. The person who uh, has been doing a lot of the Pi 5 um, updates, uh, they just finished the Pi TFT stuff, yeah, um, they can work on, and they did the I2S microphone in. So the next one is to do I2S amplifier. Yeah, out. always takes a little bit when a new uh, Pi comes out, and yeah. we we don't we don't know what's coming out before it comes out. By the yeah. way, like we get a we sell them, but we don't get like super advanced notice besides what the resellers get, and uh, then we go as fast as we can update things. Okay. Next up, can the iSpy do 8-bit parallel, or should I use something else for max refresh? The iSpy is just SPI. 8-bit um, parallel, you probably wouldn't want such a long cable anyway. So for that, you know, you want to have it plug in directly into the board because 8-bit um, parallel is going to be, um, it, it's not that it isn't fast, but um, you're going to get a little bit more crosstalk from all those pins. So I think just direct on a PCB is the best thing to do. And this one, someone's answering the chat. You might have other things to add, Lady Ada. What is the easiest way to create a GUI on a small display using CircuitPython? Suggestion was Display.io. Yeah, Play we have two a lot of tutorials on Display.io, so check it out. Yeah. Um, Thanks, DJ Devin, for linking up some. Yeah, it, there, there's, it's, it's a little different than if you're using Arduino, where you're like, oh, I just draw everything to screen each time. With Display.io, you tell it, here's an object, and it will manage the redrawing for you. So that uses a lot less memory um, and it means you don't get flickering. Um, so it's a much more elegant way to do display, but you have to learn how to do it. But we have a lot of guides on how to do so. Okay. Um, this one probably has a whole bunch of different answers depending on what people are going to do. Um, how did you get into PCB design and what resources are helpful? Um, you know, I just wanted to build a project and they, I couldn't get all the parts individually. And so I, you know, I had a free copy of Eagle CAD and that's how I learned how to do PCB design. Um, I think, yeah, I think that was the first way I did it. But I had also roommates who did PCB design, so I could ask them for right. help. And that was a while ago. So now, but now, though, if you didn't know what you know, uh, what resources, what places would you look There's so many KiCad tutorials online. I would just check out, like, YouTube yeah. videos on KiCad or, um, 
you know, tutorials on Instructables. There's tons and tons. Fritzing is also a great way to get started. Um, it's a little simpler and it's like you do chunks and blocks. We have a couple guides on using Fritzing as well. Those are the two things. I'd say Fritzing, if you're like really just beginner, you want to get started. I know there's a lot of like online PCB editing software. I, I've not been successful using those. So those are my two recommendations. Yeah, but people have used them. The know, most prolific folks, you know, they 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 were using Eagle. Maybe they won't be using Eagle eventually. Um, but KiCad is the one that you see probably the biggest community around as well. It's also open source. So I would say check out any of the resources for KiCad. And there's lots of videos, tutorials. Um, there's social media places where people talk about stuff. I mean, it's one of the it's one of the um, few tools that probably has a community as big and as um, you get something out at the end, which is a board. Like, you know, you can download open source software and use like GIMP and like, you know, things for images. There's lots of there's lots of tools out there, but you don't necessarily get something tangible. Like when you learn a KiCad, you you eventually get something physical yeah. in your hand. It's like it worked or it didn't. And like I said, there's so kind many of... tutorials like zero to hero. Yeah, there's a there's a Discord for KiCad key, as well. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of, that's what I would say. So with that, okay. Looks uh, like that is all the questions. Okay, cool. People are sharing some resources. Thank you. Chat. Yeah, I mean, it's, everyone's got PC opinions. Okay. Well, um, those were the questions. Okay. Um, that's right, exactly now. Yeah, do a reminder. Toe is the code. Thank you, everyone. Don't forget there's free stuff you get. Free, 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 free. And uh, if it's after the holidays, you're still looking to do stuff, send people an Adafruit gift certificate. We very much appreciate your support. Um, we're doing an open source hardware company. No loans of venture capital. We don't monetize you. We just uh, no banner ads. publish our files out there. We make physical things you can buy, too. We very much appreciate it if you can um, help support a USA open source hardware company. Um, there's not many of us, so we do appreciate your orders. Thank um, you. We'll see everybody next week. This has been an Adafruit production. This is your moment of Zener. Good night, everyone. <laughs>